guys, this is uh, Erik from Monogarm and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, everyone, I want to welcome you all back to a new edition of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny, here as always. With me today is a talented L- talented frontman and Eric. Eric, if you want to help me uh, repronounce your last name again, um, because I want to make sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it's Grovsjö. Now, uh, I want to thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. It's definitely an honor. This is definitely an exciting month of April for you and the rest of the guys over at Monogam with the drop of your latest studio album and the 10th album. Ingling Atens Ed, which recently came out April 15th via Napalm Records. And I want to start things off by, first off, all my fans and listeners are probably wondering why my voice is so different. I'm recovering from some really bad allergies and sickness. Eric already knows this, but I just want to commend him on all the well-deserved positive reception that this album has been getting so far. Shout out to the other music outlets like Metalize and Legacy who have been praising your work. There's just a lot to discover about this unique record and what you're all about. Now, before we get to all that and beyond, right? I think we talked about it before the interview started, Eric. I feel like we are now back in normality again, if we can even call it that. I mean, I see that you guys are starting to play shows again. It's an exciting thing again to see. Yeah. You know, how is the beginning, or I guess the first half of 2022 been like for you? Like, how are you really? <laughs> uh, we're really fine and uh, i mean uh, to release this album finally it's uh, it's uh, it feels really really good uh, awesome um, to be correct uh, i mean we have been working a lot on this album for for a long period of time so it's uh, it's a relief uh, all this work is is great it's the best thing we we know uh, and playing live shows of course but to, to finally release an album, it's it's a, a great feeling. Uh, and as you said, we have been uh, doing some live shows. Uh, a release a release show in Stockholm, the, the 15th of April. Um, great show, uh, a bit nervous. Uh, many <laughs> mistakes were made on stage. Uh, a few technical problems, but we didn't care because the... the it was the the crowd was awesome uh, and yeah. we had a, the, the best of times. So, um, I mean, mistakes happens and and uh, I mean it, it was. Uh, I I did some counting. Twenty six months since the last uh, gig wow. in Germany. So uh, <laughs> we had some reason to be nervous. And then we did uh, two shows uh, the last weekend in uh, in Sweden as well. Lind Shopping and Örebro. Um, quite big cities in Sweden, uh, also great show. So it feels amazing to to finally be back on stage again. Yeah, it's great to see something like, you know, performing inside shows again. And um, excuse me for one second. Yeah, see, that's that's when I cough. So this is the this is one of the few episodes <laughs> where th- that'll actually happen. I'm just, I'm, you know, <laughs> trying to get over this, these allergy season here in Texas. But, you know, I, I got to ask, like what our, you know, what, uh, what do we see with these shows? How are post-pandemic audiences audiences like? Do you see a difference from what you're seeing now, from what happened before COVID happened? You know, it's, you know, is it different when you're seeing the audience now? It's, is, it, is it a little kind of you kind of have to get used to it, right? It's like, okay, this is the way it is now, right? So we gotta <laughs> we gotta pick up where we left off almost. 
yeah, yeah, but actually, I, I, I thought so. When the, when the pandemic was at its worst, I, I thought there's no way out of this shit. And how can, how can we be back? But I mean, when we stood there on stage, it, it felt like almost like it never happened, actually. Uh, we, we were back and, and the audience as well. And it, the, the, the feeling was amazing. So at, when, I, when I stood there, I, I, I didn't think of the pandemic at all. Yeah, kind of to pinch yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> is this really happening yeah 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 it's really excuse me again um <coughs> so i'm gonna be doing this throughout the interviews obviously so i apologize to all the listeners out there <laughs> no but but it, it is really great to see uh something like this again live shows here in the states it's the same thing we're seeing shows open up here again and with albums dropping right you know mm-hmm. i want i, I want to cut to the chase here eric because this is definitely one of the more exciting releases within the first half of this year now this album Ingling Atten's Ed you know it dropped what is it uh you I I love that you're smiling every time I say it because it just tells me that <laughs> I'm saying it correctly um yeah I- now this dropped April 15th but this is also the follow-up to 2019's uh 2019's album and mm-hmm. uh, uh is it Fornald Sagar core uh Fornald Sagar yeah f- Oh, for now, that's Salgor. Okay, yeah. So this is quite the fall. Yeah. I so I went back and actually heard that album, and something occurred to me. You know, over twenty five year, years, you guys have been around with Monogram and 10, 10 albums in that time span, which is not mm. an easy thing to do. But here you are. I, I gotta ask. You know, ten albums. You think about that for a second. Is there any <laughs> such thing as pressure for you, Eric, for when you sit down to write a whole new album again, or even just a follow up, considering? You know, this is the tenth album for the band. We're well into your career. Do you feel mm. pressure any anymore, or is it just eh, it's another um, album? You know, we know yeah, what, yeah. what we want to do now. Yeah, I know. Uh, I guess so. Uh, I, I think I, I I put some some pressure on, on myself at least because I'm really proud of of, of our albums and and that we. Still, after 25 years, uh, in, in my opinion, uh, composing and, and recording and releasing good music. And I really, I'm really satisfied with this new album. So when, when I will sit down and compose new songs, there will be some pressure too, because I, I, I can't allow myself to, to or ourselves to, to, to uh, release uh, some half decent album uh, mm. that's out of the picture so uh, in that sense i guess there are some a bit of pressure <laughs> to compose good songs i wonder how challenging or simple is it to keep things fresh in a band sound over all these years you know it, it, does that come as well with the when it comes to the songwriting process like we you don't want to sound repetitive but you want to stick true to your sound from when you first started back in 1995 right um yeah I th- I got the question pretty often. I mean, we we want to evolve and and, and do things uh, in a fresh, uh, new way. But it can never be. Uh, it, it it needs needs to sound more than arm. We we work in that more than arm frame, and that's what we want to do because we like what we do, and and we want 
to sound more on the garden. Uh, but I, when I when I compose songs, uh, it it's almost like the melodies and riffs goes through some <laughs> some strange morning gun filter in my head because uh, uh, wait a minute don't worry i still got you oh <laughs> uh, it's marcus it's my bandmate he, oh, okay. he calls me in the middle of the interview <laughs> that's usually how it goes right <laughs> yeah do you see me now uh i think you're yeah you're back yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would call him up. Uh, anyway, uh, it, it's almost like it goes through this this Mohnigan filter because even if I try to do, if I think this is some different stuff, it turns out to sound Mohnigan, <laughs> and I like it. Yeah, but and as I said, we we, we try to 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 evolve and 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 do things in a bad, better and, and interesting way, but we want to sound more young. Now, um, I, for, for anyone who doesn't know, I told Eric, if I were to butcher any of the song titles, he would correct me because <laughs> I want to get to the, I do want to get to the album right now. England, mm -hmm. Ed, you know, this is, I mean, with this album, you have that 10 minute Epic opening of Freyer's blood and then Adil's fall and then Vita Vetter. And then, and then the, um, uh, english version which is the wolf heart there's mm -hmm. an english and swedish version of it but but you know the, from top to bottom eric i mean this album for me it was the perfect blend of the folk pagan and viking metal atmospheres there were black metal elements fused within the guitar and violin tones i play the violin so i really mm -hmm. oh, con cool. i connected to that it was very organic it was haunting it was beautiful i mean i don't really have any words to describe this experience because that's what <laughs> this is it's an experience it's definitely an, an cool. impressive addition to Mondegarm's catalog. And I want to quote you here. You said that we truly believe this album is our strongest and most complete album to date. So walk yeah. me through this, Eric. When did the writing for Ingling.ten's Ed begin for you guys? And how much did things change throughout that process from day one to the last day of production? From where you started to where you ended up finishing? Did you already have a specific sound in mind with this album? Uh, maybe not when I started to to write songs, but but uh, I did so in uh, I think it was middle of maybe late 2019. We released Funalda Sagor in I think it was uh, end of April 2019, uh, and then it, it, I, I always need a, a couple of months uh, to not to do in do, do anything, not composing anything, but. Uh, I think I started with this album in in the, in the uh, I think it was late 2019. The, the first song was actually Vita Vetter. Wow. Um, the first riff, the first melody on, on that. That may be my favorite song off the album, by the way. Yeah, it yeah. turned into a, a cool song. Yeah, uh, the chorus was some something completely different at first, much more heavy metal, but it didn't. Uh, <clears throat> it, it wasn't any good with the with the lyrics on it, so I had okay. to change that one. Um, but anyway, when I started, I, I didn't really know, I didn't have a, a clear vision. Um, uh, Jakob, on the other hand, he, he had um, uh, an idea for the, for the lyrics uh, to, to, to tell stories about uh, uh, this, uh, this old poem. Um, but slowly, 
the, the songs came came together and and I like the there are what you say di diversity uh, yeah yeah like yeah because I mean all this fall it's it's uh it's a it's a heavier song much more metal than than uh, I mean uh, kind of like and, everything that I mentioned earlier how it was heavy it was it was heavy as hell but it was also mm -hmm. it was it was haunting and it had that had melodic elements within that so you kind of mm -hmm. you know as far as like the music diversity it was there i definitely heard that yeah 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 sure um and i mean um what can i say uh, so, that's what so it is see, 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 you see what i'm saying there's no words to describe it it's an experience <laughs> but i also want to yeah. also want to add on to what what was something very eye-opening to me is that you had your daughter Leia Lindstrom perform guest vocals on this album is that right I mean yeah tell me about that right. like what was that like have you ever done something like that before in the past in previous albums no no not not, not ever um when I wrote that song and snort of good I yeah. came up with it I I wanted some female vocals in, in the beginning there and uh my first thought was to to ask Elinor Videfors. Uh, she's the one that sings on the on the last uh, um, the acoustic song. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, Elinor, she has uh, helped us out on the previous two, two previous albums, I think. Anyway, I had just finished a, a, a demo with this song, and I was so eager to try female vocals. And my my daughter Leah, she sings a bit. Actually, she has uh, taken a few. Uh, singing lessons from yeah. from Eleanor. Perfect. So I asked her, Leah, can you please help me out here? And I have my own little studio. So uh, she she learned the lyrics and, and tried it out. And I was kind of blown away because her voice is, I mean, Eleanor has a, a warm, big, beautiful voice. Leah has, has a beautiful voice, but it's, it's a young, fragile voice. Yeah. But it it was a perfect match with, with the music because it created some sort of epic atmosphere for me. And actually what you hear on the album is the, the first uh, recordings we did. We tried it tried out uh, like a month or two later, but the first uh, take was the, the, the best. So, um, and I mean, she's turning 15 um, this year, this summer. Wow. Uh, and I, I think she is really proud, but she's a teenager, <laughs> so she doesn't really show it. Has she's she? Like, has yeah, she? Yeah, uh, cool. You know how when uh, you know, so when when a young teen, you know, my my younger sister, she's eighteen, right? So anytime mm -hmm. that anytime they do something that's that showcases their talent, do you get do they get nervous sometimes? Because my younger sister, she plays the viola, right? So yeah, yeah. and uh, anytime she we put like on a tape or like. For her to see her performance, it's almost like she doesn't want to watch it, you know. Like, yeah, exactly. is she is she, is she the same way? <laughs> exactly the same way. <laughs> and uh, she 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 told me uh, her her teacher in school in in math uh, he he really loves Mordegarm, and Leah told me, well, if he puts on this song in, in the class, I will fucking kill him. <laughs> Hold your horses. <laughs> So she's, that, that's uh, yeah. that's as that's as heavy metal as you can get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
but but I, I know in in her heart she is really proud and, and she is yeah. satisfied with with her performance and I am too. I mean, my my heart couldn't pound any any harder. Yeah, I'm thank so you. Proud. Yeah, Eric, man, thank you so much for sharing so much about that because I know that that was a big part about this record. I know you were really proud of um, something yeah, like that, and really. I want I wanted you to share that, and I love seeing. A father and daughter do do a duo on a metal record. It's it's done. I I thought I've seen everything, but now I have seen everything. And something else, yeah. And something else I want to talk about is the production because I mentioned the ten albums, right? There was that natural evolution to your sound. Mm-hmm. And I can see why this album you said is your strongest and most complete album to date. I can see why this could be your magnum opus. I'm an audiophile mm-hmm. these days, Eric. I'm very picky on how I want my music to sound, the way I want it to sound. Um, and I didn't have to mess with any EQ levels with this album. Like it was, I heard everything. And so I got to ask with the production and the mixing and the mastering, did you also take a part of the part within that? Or did you bring in like a, a team to handle this side of the record as far as the production? Uh, we, we have done it together with, uh, Pelle, Pelle Sater. He is uh, a guy that owns uh, a studio in, in, uh, in a town called Västerås, um, and the studio is called Studio Underground, and we recorded drums and um, and rhythm guitars there. Uh, drums because we we don't have the knowledge to, to record proper drums, so we used Pelle for that, and uh, we also recorded the rhythm guitars. But that was mainly because it, it was so easy to go to him for for a whole week and and just record the guitars. Uh, Bass, I did in my own studio, but I, I, I send uh, send the the files to Pelle and he reamped uh, the the bass. Yeah. But I we are really satisfied with the production. The the drums are sounds beautiful, uh, acoustic, but uh, it, it, they, they sound big and uh, and the bass guitar takes a pretty big place in, in the mix. But I really like it because I mean there are too many mixes where you don't nearly hear the bass and yeah. and it's not because i play the bass but, <laughs> but but i think it's cool to 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 actually hear the bass and and the and the and, and, and the parts i play um, yeah because you're playing the, the bass gu- right you're doing yes. it right <laughs> yeah and and uh, the guitar sound uh we're really satisfied with that as well we we have uh, there are four r- rhythm guitars Played on the on a PV fifty one fifty, and uh, we are separating guitar one or two playing in the in in a lower key, and uh, often we do that, and and the guitar three or four maybe playing in octaves or or uh, with some some uh, yeah just to 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 what you say make it like a big wide package wide range guitar. right yeah yeah, so, yeah, yeah so yeah. it does so it doesn't sound like altogether it actually has sounds like layers. Of the exactly, yeah, that, that's good. Explain because if, if you just uh, record four guitars in, in the same way, it it's, makes no sense really. Yeah, and uh, and I love that part because the production. I feel like with the production of the sound, that's just as important as you know, just writing the music altogether. But you know, between yeah. writing and then structuring the songs and the production process, like we just talked about. By the way, I'm actually pretty impressed in myself that I haven't. I'm actually able to talk, so I, I get more <laughs> yeah. excited. So I, so this is pretty amazing. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be coughing up along after this interview. But, <laughs> but you know, between writing and then structuring the songs and the production process, like like I said earlier, 
I want to talk about this because the lyricism throughout Yingling Aten's Ed, you know, there's plenty of pagan inspired lyricism. And mm-hmm. I know that this is also based on an old Norse poem called Yingling Atal that mm-hmm. describes the fate of an old Norse dynasty, right? Mm-hmm. The house of mm-hmm. Yinglinga, stories mm-hmm. of kings, warriors, and different battles. So, yeah. And here's the thing you're talking to like one of the biggest, like, Star Wars and Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings fans. <laughs> so when I see something like that, I I like it has that cinematic feel to it, like a like a story. And there's so much more to what I just said there. You have a song like uh, Wolfheart, which is the English version of that of that mm-hmm. song title. It's about uh, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Ingyald Ilraid, who was oh. the last king of the Yinglinga dynasty that ruled mm-hmm. over Uppsala and. Uh, and hopefully I'm saying all that right I have no idea what I'm saying but you know something like that <laughs> excuse me but I begin to think of the tangibles like a theme or a message message to your music Eric like how important are themes to you is that always a big component to songwriting for a band like Monogram I know it's a loaded question but I feel like that's an important part about who you guys are yeah yeah it is and I mean uh, it, it is a big part uh, uh, an important part uh, of uh, what we do uh, of our music. Uh, the idea from the beginning, when we started in '95, was to, to play metal with with uh, with lyrics in Swedish about uh, the Norse mythology and, and the Viking era. Um, and um, when Jakob started to write the lyrics, I mean, we we stick to the same uh, concept theme. But when he started to write uh, lyrics, and it was for this album and, and the album before, one album on the self-titled Mongarm album, uh, I mean, he is a history teacher, so he, he keeps it in a more historic way. And uh, I mean, Jakob is phenomenal, and he has a lot of knowledge about this stuff, uh, knows way more than I do. Uh, but okay, so I'm, now, I'm, I'm, so now, I'm, I'm going to make a list. How to how to create a metal band? Have a historian <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you have yeah, a historian. Really so, any, anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, and I mean, uh, he, he came up with with the idea to make a concept album out of this poem. And as you said, it it details this old Norse dynasty of, of rulers and, and kings and. Uh, um, about their their lives, their deeds, and and the way they ruled, and their deaths, because uh, in many cases there were supernatural stuff going on. So they did often died in in strange, uh, often brutal deaths. And I mean, these kings were religious and mil- military leaders. Uh, they said they were offsprings of the from the Norse god Frey, uh, which probably. Uh, had a big impact uh, on the way that they ruled the land. And uh, you said Uppsala and Svetud. Svetud is the, is the region where we live. Uppsala is, is a town like 50 minutes from here. So these kings, uh, yeah, the, the, the sagas and the myths say that they should have ruled where we live. Uh, and amongst among this uh, in this region, so I mean that makes it quite connecting. Uh, can I say that? Uh, yeah, I guess you know what I mean. Um, 
and, and, and even more interesting for me. So um, I think it's a, it's, it's a, it's a cool topic to, to, to write about. And Jakob has did a great job. Uh, but it, it is a poem, and you can't say for sure that any of these kings have really lived. But there are some different um, sources, like the Beowulf poem, uh, yeah. Historia Norvegi, uh, a, a Norse uh, uh, literature uh, that tells about a few of these kings. And when you have different sources telling quite the same thing, there might be evidence or, or more proof that some of these kings really have lived. But yeah, you can't say for sure. You know, you know what I'm thinking, right? <laughs> I'm thinking that <laughs> I think it's time for Monogar to direct a film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I feel like it really ties into the almost the ancestry of within the with, within your land within Sweden. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard. Of, I'm thinking of also. This is the nerd in me. I don't know if you've heard of the game Skyrim, but anytime I play that game, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna play that. I I actually played that this album as I was playing Skyrim like last weekend because <laughs> cool. I, I, I was I was sick last week and I, we were supposed to do the interview last week. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to prepare for this interview by playing Skyrim and having <laughs> yeah. the Ed playing cool. in the background. So I don't know if anyone's ever done that. So, but, um, cool. you know, um, Eric, everything we talked about, it, you know, well said on everything that, that we dove into with this album. I know we've covered a good amount of ground on this awesome interview, you know, but thanks for Thanks for keeping up with my sickness and trying to. No, no problem, man. No problem at all. <laughs> yeah, I was I was really excited to do this with you. I gotta ask everything that you told me. You know, from you know, I mentioned the band's chronology, right? You guys have been around for a while. I gotta ask, you know, what is the most rewarding part for someone like you, Eric, who is now at this point in their career? You know, over twenty five years, you've done countless tours. At the same time, you've been involved with many other different, you know, talented bands, artists, individuals throughout your personal timeline, you know, as a musician and hell, as, as a human being, really, have your aspirations, have they changed or evolved since when you first started performing in the industry? Like, do you see things differently today? Uh, yeah, I, I guess I do. Um, for me, it, it's music has, has become more important for me and definitely when when we started the band we we had the, the dream to, to become rock stars in, in a year or two <laughs> but but that didn't happen but I mean as years years passed by and then we, we we wrote the recorded records and we we started to go on tour and stuff and that we we had a lot of great ex- experiences and, and I have so many fantastic memories. Uh, today I'm, I'm, I'm a father of, of uh, two daughters. Uh, they're getting getting older and, and the other guys, uh, not Jakob, but, but the other guys uh, is parents as well. And I mean, then you have other important stuff in your life. Um, uh, and I mean, music for me, is like therapy. I yeah. uh, I have so many good things going on in my life with my kids and my fantastic fiance and, and, and work and everything. And and music is like the like like the crown of all that. And I, I 
and Morningarm is like my second family. I have my best friends in the bands, in the band, and and I couldn't even picture my life without without the band and music. And uh, I mean, it 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 makes it complete in 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 some ways. So I, I really I couldn't ask for more. We're not a hard touring band, but but I I don't think that I want that. I don't want to be on mm. tour and make like 200 gigs a year. I I don't think that would suit me. Uh, so just, just add Dallas, Texas to the list and we'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that that would be fantastic. Yeah. I mean, we have only I think we only have played like one or two shows in 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 the states. So we need to come to to Texas. Yeah. I know things are opening up here in the States, at least some bands are coming back here from Europe and, and other countries cool. around the world. But, but, you know, Eric, it's, it's important to celebrate your successes along the way. I think sometimes we kind of lose focus on where we are as, you know, as we move throughout our life, we kind of have to push everything aside, right? And kind of look at mm -hmm. it from the outside, evaluate ourselves, and then and go back in with a refocused version. And I feel like you've been doing that too, you know, it's... I mean, it's not an easy thing to do. 10 albums in 25 years. I mean, I can't wait to see where you guys go from here. But, man, this has been cool. such an honor. Um, thank you so much, Eric, for just joining me. Thank you. And um, <laughs> I hope in the future we get to do this again when I'm not sick. But <laughs> but I'm, I'm actually surprised that I was able to actually get through this. I didn't know yeah, how it was going to be. I'm, like, drinking <laughs> coffee and, like, water here. But, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I, I want to end this interview by saying, you know, do you have any, like, last words just any shout outs anything you'd like to plug in or mention as far as money garm and the new album before we finish things off here i don't know if you have a new music video touring dates whatever you want to announce so yeah uh, i have one thing uh, uh, we we do our own festival uh, that's a so a, 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 my shout out is for that one uh, what's it called uh, open air oh my god all right <laughs> we took the name from from sabaton open air uh, where we played a couple of times. Anyway, we in 2019 we did the first edition, uh, and, and yeah, and then the pandemic happened, so we have had to cancel right. the 2020 and 2021, of course. But now we're back, and um, I mean it's a it's a pretty small festival in our hometown, um, uh, like maybe a thousand visitors. But the first year, uh, the the only year, uh, we had visitors from i think it was 30 or 35 different countries wow. so it yeah fantastic and it was a uh, sold out uh, festival two days friday and saturday mm -hmm. uh, on uh, friday we we do like um, uh, only uh, 300 tickets and, and we do an acoustic show and on uh, on saturday we have a great lineup with moon sorrow Ein Harrier, Jan oh August. my gosh so I love all those bands. Why yeah, am I not there? Great, great <laughs> band. So we're so excited to 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 do this for the second time. I mean, the first year was amazing. We we worked our asses off, but at the same time, it was the most fun thing we ever done together. So we're we're looking forward. So if you got the chance, come over to Nortelia. <laughs> yeah, and uh, when this this takes place in June, July. Uh, August, uh, the last weekend in August. Okay, so uh, for anyone, if follow Monogram on their socials, so hopefully you guys will make the announcements as we yeah, head yeah. towards, 
you know, next month, May, May, you know, June and July. But um, hopefully this is something, you know, after that, once things do open up for you guys to come to the States, let me know. All right. I will help you guys book a show here. But Eric, this has been an honor. Everyone's listening. This is Eric from Monogram. The new album, England Latins Ed, is out now. Uh, dropped a couple weeks ago so it's starting out on now on napalm records worldwide if you could do both of us a favor pick up the album buy the album because the bands can't do it without your help it really goes a long way and don't forget you can listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams out there thank you everyone for putting up with my voice um eric thank you so much for taking the time again um you can check us out on interview on fire.com i'm gonna let you go here eric you have a good night it's morning here thank you man Thank Texas. you so much, man. Let's stay in touch on the socials, all right? And uh, I'll yeah, keep you posted once this episode airs. You take care now. Cool. You too. Right. Bye, Bye-bye. man. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.